Welcome to the Asset Management Mastery Podcast. Your hosts, Gary Lipsky and Kyle Mitchell, have more than 50 years of combined experience in operations and management, and more than 25 years of real estate investing experience. This show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems and manage their properties more efficiently to become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our Asset Management Friday segment of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I am your co-host, Kyle Mitchell, also joined by Gary Lipsky. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook group, Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate. All right. Today on the show, we have James Kondasami. James, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me on this show. Yeah, absolutely. If you can start by maybe telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do. So James Kandasamy owning like almost 1,700 units right now. We almost valued at $130 million in asset. I've been doing this for almost five to six years, focusing a lot in Central Texas, which is Austin and San Antonio. Great. Well, welcome, James. Let's talk about refinancing today. When would you refinance and what does that process look like? So refinancing is very tricky, right? Everything is tricky in this business. There's nothing easy, right? I'm sure now people are seeing all that right now, right? So, so refinances, basically when I do a deal, especially on a value add deal where I know for sure I'm buying much below the value. So I call it building upside, right? So on day one, when I do a deal, I see there's a building upside. That means I can put my own sweat equity. I can put my a capex into the deal and push it to the market price right so when i buy a deal i already know that right that i can refinance this deal in one or two years so you know you have to really plan that out because a lot of people are could be refinanced just because market compressed right so that's another way of to refinance but that is a bit more you can't really determine that you're going to refinance right so so the deal i've refinanced in the past i've refinanced almost three deals right now you know, and refinance the first three deals, uh, we almost returned, the first two deals, we returned 117% within 12 months, which is crazy, right? This means we basically had a, a free building after refinance, right? The third one, we returned 80%, if I'm not mistaken. We pulled out 80% from the deal, right? The f- first two, we pulled out 170%. So it's a huge refinance within 12 to 15 months, which is why commercial real estate works, right? Otherwise, if you're just looking at cash flow, you know, commercial real estate do work as well. But the power of commercial real estate, especially on a deep value at deal, is on a refinances. But you have to be really doing this only at a certain market stage, market cycle, which is basically a recovery or expansion cycle. You can't do it when the market's going down, right? Because your DSCR gets smaller when you refinance, right? When you refinance, you go from one loan to the other loan, your DSCR becomes smaller, which means you know either your rent continues to keep growing, so your DSCR becomes higher. Otherwise, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be very, very thin in terms of DSCR. And that's very important for me. So coming back to, you know, how we do refinances, when we buy a deal, we plan for it in the beginning. And when we refinance, we make sure that we don't really take out everything from that deal, even though it's, let's say it's appraised at 100,000 per door. And I know I can take 75% or 70% from it, right? But I will not do that. I usually try to get like 65 or 60% because you still want to have that cushion. Nice. Yeah. Pulling out that much cash. That's huge for your investors. That's amazing. Yeah. And so is that return of capital for them or return on capital? Refinance is always return of capital. Okay. Okay. Right. Nice. So yeah, I mean, it's an industry-wide practice that sales and refinances are always return of capital. 
right? Uh, and we specified that very clearly on our company agreement. And I mean, the, what you should not do is, you know, you cannot do operation cash flow as a return of capital. Right. Yeah, you know, we see a lot of people doing that. I mean, the PPMs, obviously, it's a lot and intimidating, but people have to read those carefully to figure out is it return on capital, return off capital when it is cash flow. So, important. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, cash flow is a diluted term, right? People use cash flow, distribution, cash, and cash. And, but these three things are completely different, right? So, when the money is returned as a capital, you can't call it, you know, cash on cash. That's basically a return of capital, basically like a loan, right? But, when you are returning your cash flow, which is a property, uh, you know, money from the property income, right, minus the expenses, you are basically, you know, returning that. If you give it as a cash on cash return, that means your cash is always preserved, right? You're returning on top of that, which is the true definition of an investment, right? But if you are returning it as a capital, that is not really an investment. That is just like a loan. It's a quasi loan versus a investment. <laughs> it makes it very high risk investment. But refinances is always a return of capital because it's a big chunk coming up back to the investors. So you talked about, you know, having this business plan of refinancing in your business plan based on the mm-hmm. cycle. When can you get in trouble, you know, with a refinancing? And, you know, obviously your cycles play into that as well. Yeah, I think that there's few ways you can get in trouble, right? So one is cycle. The other one is the deal itself, right? So it's First is the, you know, the, right now, if you, you cannot be buying at the late stage of expansion cycle and try to refinance. So strategically, I made a decision for past one and a half years, I refinance everything and I move everything to long-term loan, right? And, and some deals that I did in the past two years, it's always been straight long-term, you know, agency loan. I didn't even plan for refinance. And I do give scenarios to my investors that if you refinance, you know, this is how much we can get. But I usually tell them this is a five-year hole. You all want to plan for five-year hole, right? And we don't really, you know, refinance is a bonus, but it's a bit hard to refinance on an agency loan because that loans are meant for long-term operation uh, investment and they have a high prepayment penalty, right? So, I mean, yield maintenance or prepayment penalty can change. Like right now, because the interest rate drop, your yield maintenance becomes really high, right? So you can't refinance. So coming back to your question, what market cycle? I mean, you want to do refinances on the recovery side until expansion, maybe mid side of the expansion. And anything beyond that is where you are, you are being very lucky to get out on time, right? If you do it too late and let's say the market start dropping, the rent start dropping, as I said, you have refinanced a lot of money out and you give everything to your investors. Investors are happy, but you as an operator, you have to be, now you are like, if you're giving like 2-3% cash flow, investors just remember 2-3%. I mean, as I told you guys, my Initial deals are awesome, awesome refinance cash flow, cash out, right? So who, who can give you 100% in 12 months? Like it's a free building, right? But some of my investors forgot about that money and they keep on asking me, James, why are you giving us 6% return, 7% return? Hey, it's not 6 or 7%, it's an infinite return, okay? <laughs> so every time after the refinance, I try to put in my email, you know, this month, this quarter, we are distributing 7% cash. I usually put infinite return. And in the bracket, I put, you know, 7% based on your initial investment. So people don't forget that, hey, you know, actually, you know, it's an infinite return, right? So it's also a communication, right? And I mean, so, I mean, answering your question is just make sure that you don't do it too late in the market cycle. Right. And you talked about long-term debt. What is long-term debt to you? Is that 10 years, 12 years? And are you always going in with a bridge loan, you know, when you have a business plan to refinance or not? No, I didn't. I've never done a true bridge loan product even when I planned for my refinance. The product that I did was uh, bank loans, conventional bank loans. 
remembering correctly, there's two issues with the, uh, I mean, there are issues with the bridge lenders, right? People know about bridge lenders, but a lot more powerful loan product that you can use is conventional bank loan, credit union, small banks, local banks. They give a really good bank loan as well. The only problem with their loan is it's all recourse, right? Whereas bridge loans, they have higher fees, but it's a non-recourse. There's a lot more out there. They're well, more well-known. But, you know, if you're not worried about recourse and uh, you know the deal is super solid deal, you can go and do a conventional bank loan. There's a lot of credit union, local bank, which gives you a really good loan. And if I remember correctly, I was okay with the recourse at that time for my first three deals. But I really wanted no prepayment penalty. So I found a bank which didn't give me, they give me zero prepayment penalty. Wow, that's great. Because prepayment penalty will kill your return on a refinance. So when you're going into any deal, you really want to make sure you underwrite, you know you're going to refinance, take a loan without any prepayment penalty. Recourse is your choice as a risk, right? I mean, at that time, this was 2015. So I was not worried about recourse, non-recourse, right? Starting 2017 is all non-recourse, right? But earlier, I was fine and I know the deal is so much of upside on it. I didn't mind the recourse side of it. And so you mentioned the prepayment penalty, but what are the other fees and rates typically look like for a refinance? Oh, so refinance is same as a normal bank. I mean, so there's two types of refinance, right? One is you do a refinance from completely different banks. It's just getting another loan with another bank. So the fees are almost the same, right? There's nothing really new in terms of fees. You don't have a broker fee because you're not buying a new deal. Yeah, yeah, the fees are the same, right? But so the other refinance is what we call within the agency loan, you can do a supplemental, right? So so let me explain about supplemental, right? So as I said, the original investment, the three deals I did is non-agency. I did a conventional bank loan and I moved from one bank to another bank. So when I do that, it's just like getting another loan, right? But there's another thing called supplemental, which I've never done. I know that option is available because I do a lot of Fannie Mae loan, which gives a supplemental. So you have one loan and on top of that, you can, once you have increased your value and now you can go back to the same lender and tell them, hey, can you give me more money as a supplemental loan at a different rate? So the trick in this is now the lender knows that you got nowhere else to go because you have high prepayment penalty on agency loan, right? So they're going to charge you a lot more basis point higher on the second part of the loan, right? So maybe 70 to 100% more. So if it makes sense, you know, you can still do the supplemental. But the trick is on the second loan, you have a different rate, right? So now you have to use a blended rate calculation for your cash flow because you have an initial amount of the loan that you took and you have another additional loan amount at a different rate, right? So now you have to use a blended interest rate to calculate your cash flow. Absolutely. And Kyle, I'm going to pass it along to you. Finish it up. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated, if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships, so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz and we'll start the conversation. Yeah, James, we ask every guest this final question. What is your asset management superpower? That's a good question. I mean, I think just knowing the uh, operation very well, uh, you know, building your team and controlling expenses. Like we are vertically integrated companies, so we control our expenses directly because I see the expenses. I can make a one call to anybody in my team and I can make a decision of hiring or firing them, right? So, and also anything reducing 
any expenses, you make the call, right? So I use a lot of data analytics in my asset management, look at data, KPIs, and all that to decide on what to do. For example, marketing, right? So I know which is the most effective ad source that I want to use for that particular area. So I don't go and, you know, do a random gunshot of all the Zillow, Apartment.com, Apartment I don't do like 10 different marketing sources. I collect data and I cut off everybody else. I just use one or two. Most probably is one. So these are the things you can do when you own your own operation, right? So yeah, vertically integrated, controlling our expenses. We have all the power in our hand. Perfect. Well, thanks, James, for coming on the show and adding value on the subject of refinancing. Today, I learned that when you do refinance, you need to be careful of your DSCR because it definitely shrinks. Refinancing is return of capital, not return on capital. And you can get in trouble with a refinance when you have obviously a downturn in the market cycle. And if you go with long-term agency debt, so you want to go with maybe more bank debt that's more flexible on the prepayment penalty. So uh, if you can tell the listeners a little bit more about where they can find out more about you. I can be found at uh, achieveinvestmentgroup.com, A-C-H-I-E-V-E, like achieving a goal, achieveinvestmentgroup.com. My email is james at achieveinvestmentgroup.com. I have a Facebook multifamily investors group. You guys can search for that. I have a website. Well, my website is achieveinvestmentgroup.com. You can find me in LinkedIn, Facebook, and I have my own podcast. It's called Achieve Wealth Through Value at Realistic Investing Podcast. All right. To all of our listeners, thanks for listening in. And if you like this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher and like, subscribe, and review this podcast as it'll help us grow and reach more of an audience. And we'll talk to everyone next week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Asset Management Mastery Group on Facebook so you can reach Kyle and Gary and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, go to assetmanagementmastery.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Gary and Kyle, sign up on the contact page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.